You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Hello and welcome again, fair listeners, to another episode of the Broadcast Geeks, episode number 202. We are back again, all of us in our... uh, our individual basements, as they were. I am Jeff Albright. Matt Orr. And it's midnight. Mitch Jones. Dabble. We are we're a power trio again this uh this week, this month, however, whatever's going on. We're still in the pandemic. So are we just a power trio from here on out? It, it feels like it. I think some of us people there were a lot of, there were some hurt feelings over Boba Fett, and then some other people they're just on better podcasts, I guess. Is that what's going on? Is that what's happening? <laughs> More produced High-paying contract uh, network podcast gig. Yeah, that's true. They have, they have Patreon or whatever the hell that's called. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to blame Nate Balding because Nate Bald. It's like Nate Balding went back to a previous more gentle lover. I think you know what I mean. He, he, he went back to his comfort zone, werewolf radar, and they they're out in the woods hunting vampires in a Scooby Doo van. Right. And um, I, I love. Uh, I was listening to Werewolf Radar. Daily Annuary was great. Nice. Uh, now they're doing February for all the furry cryptids and stuff. So, oh, cool. This is no, you know, definitely not a uh, criticism against people doing other things. Of course, no. <laughs> do your, do your, what do they say? Do be your truth. Do what you need to do. We're, we're, I mean, we're holding on. We've been, I think, I'm going to give ourselves a little pat on the back because we've literally kept a podcast going that's based on movies and movie theaters experiences and, and not just that, but, you know, television shows that aren't being produced and movies that aren't being produced and so i think we've held it pretty good together over the past almost year with with barely with barely any content to talk about you know what i mean lots of content well that's true none of us ever watch any of it that's a lot of the problem i guess content and no i know okay can i start off by asking a question about a show that's coming out and i know nothing about it but it looks amazing it's an animated show it's a comic book called invincible do you guys are you guys familiar with this show i've read Book. Okay, it's coming out as an animated show, and the ratings, the pre-ratings I'm seeing are like insanely great. The animation style looks amazing. Is so can I just ask her off the top since I know nothing about it and you've read a little bit? It's just kind of in the vein of the boys. It's just kind of a more of a adult comic book. I'm not adult, but you know what I mean. Yeah, uh I don't remember. I don't think it was that dark. No. Okay. Well, not as dark as the boys, but a little more like I don't know, pressing the boundaries more than maybe let's say I, a typical you, Marvel I remember, or D. I remember very little. Love it. Well, that looks cool. So check out Invincible. There's a trailer out there right now. But I'm looking at um, it now, and yes, I remembered it being cool, and I don't remember why. But it was also very derivative. I mean, it was it was a complete. If you look at it, it's a complete spoof of Marvel. And well, that's well, yeah, 
yeah, that's kind of what I, I guess what I was getting at. The boys is kind of a spoof on comic book lore, and, and yeah, it, it yeah. So that's kind of what it looked like to me, like over exaggeration. I just tried to Google and it brought up the uh, movie where Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. played Polly for the Eagles. Yeah, I'm like, this one's pretty fucking familiar. Great, fu- great fucking movie, bro. It's a great fucking movie. I think yeah. we have Invincible comic shows a very different thing. Well, in the images, at least. But yeah, I just saw a little trailer for the con. The con- there's an animated feature coming out that looked really, really cool. But anyway, we can move on. Just no, I'm 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 interested in that because I remember. So I used to just walk around in the library back, back, back in the day and just absorb all the graphic novels that they had because it was the easiest, cheapest way to get comics and anything that looked cool like that. I would I would get put on hold and then just plow through it. Oh shit! So this is a Robert Kirkman thing. Yeah. So same uh, same writer creator as Walking Dead. Walking Dead for sure. Looks like he, the animated series is going to have Stephen Yun, who is uh, oh, Glenn. He was from Glenn. Walking. Yeah. And then also our boy J. Jonah Jameson himself, J.K. Simmons. Nice. All right, yeah, well. I think he's playing like this an older kind of superhero Superman type character, and then um, he plays. It looked pretty interesting. He plays. So the main uh, the main character is named Mark Grayson, and his hero name is Invincible and Nolan Grayson is Omni-Man. That's J.K. Simmons. That's his dad. Okay, yeah. Omni-Man, yeah. So is it like one of those like, kind of like, I'm a superhero but I can't get out of the shadow of uh, my dad kind of thing? Oh man, I wish my dad would just got killed outside that movie theater with my mom when we was oh. little. <laughs> just been a lot easier that way. Yeah, it's uh, let me show you. I have it. If you're looking at the screen, this is what it looks like and you could see that this guy looks like J.K. Simmons. Right. Oh yeah, he totally does. These people are like a Fantastic Four mock-up. This guy looks like, at least in that picture, he looks like the Flash. Yeah. Uh, so cool. there's, there's a lot of just derivativeness, but it's fine. It's, I'm excited for it. It's fun. It's kind of a little nerd. Yeah, that's what he kind of looks like a little Peter Parker type. Yeah. I, well, speak. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I guess. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't. Uh, I mean, we don't like nerds. We like geeks. Uh, here, because <laughs> nerds are smart. Uh, geeks are cool. I like yeah. nerds. I'm a nerd. I hang out with nerds. Uh, nerds nobody, are people too, bitch. That's true. Matt, Matt, Matt likes math. We vote so always. Qualify yeah. as a nerd if you're a math fan. Well, nobody wrote in to correct us on uh, the rate at which a Grogu ages. So, oh, a little Grogu. I'm looking at my Grogu right now. We didn't life size Grogu. All right. Speaking of Grogu, should we get on to the topic of Gina uh, Carano and Disney and the letting go of? Uh, a character. I, I want to ask this. I was going to use the adjective a be- much beloved character, but was Cara Dune a much beloved character? Like, did you guys re- enjoy her character or no? Yes, Let's I just did. start there. Let's start there with the character before we get into the, I guess, the, the cancel culture aspect of it. All right, Matt, start it off first. I mean, yeah. I mean, she was, uh, you know, she, she's one of those, she's kind of in the vein of Jin Urso and, uh, you know, she's kind of like, she's less Princess Leia and she's more Jin Urso. She's kind of got like a weird you know checkered past but definitely i don't think we've ever seen in the star wars universe someone who used to be a rebel and now is just kind of making their way in the universe it's kind of like a reverse han solo you go back to fucking grifting after the reb 
Rebels or whatever, you know? Mm. Don't even know what she was hiding out from and why she didn't want to, you know, show her chain code. But the way that she was used in the second season seemed like they were trying to write her off so that she would, wouldn't be on the Mandalorian as much anyway. Maybe that's just me interpreting it that way. Well, yeah, but didn't, wasn't, wasn't she getting set up to have Marshall? Not her own show, but wasn't the, um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, the show that's being put out. Rangers of the New Republic? Right. I, th- I thought that was kind of her jump ship, like her own, that was going to be her show, that I, she was going to be the focal point. I guess if you don't use her name in the title, you can make that show whatever you want at this point, with or without her. But um, well, uh, can I? Well, I guess I'm asking, were you guys fans of her uh, before this going in? Because I was a huge fan. Who was um, I, I, I actually go back to American Gladiators, uh, being a fan of her. She was on the she was on the first, I believe, the first reboot of American Gladiators. And I don't know why, but I just became a huge fan of her on there. Huh. And then she became an MMA fighter. I think she was probably already fighting MMA, but she fought in the UFC for a little bit. I think it was the UFC. It might have been at the time the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, one that was like right below the UFC. But she fought in some pretty big pay-per-view events and won several fights. So I was already a, a kind of a big fan of hers anyways, but I did not know her politics. And, you know, I'm not going to use our podcast is not a place for politics, but didn't just know, you know, it's like a lot of things. You just you, you appreciate someone for their art or their sport or whatever they're doing. And, and I, re- I thought she was pretty cool on the show. I mean, her acting is dry, but also the X-Men. I thought she was really good in it. You know what, though, Jeff? Not X-Men. She was in Deadpool. That's what I'm sorry. Uh, not X-Men, but uh, she was on Deadpool 2, right? Or was it the first one? In the original. The original, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. But you know what? Let me let me tell you. Like, Yeah, I enjoyed her character, but anyone can go. And that's just the way it should be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to be honest, like, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't connect with her that much. I thought she was awesome because she was badass. And the character called for a badass, and she was a badass. So it worked. Well, I think that's the thing about her. She's knowing kind of like, you know, Ming-Na Wen is that, you know, she's a, a, a badass in real life. Gina Carano is really a badass in real life. Like, yeah. you know, she's the kind of girl that would whoop most dudes' asses at a bar. So, that, so that you know being, what I mean? That being said, she knows who writes her paycheck. And yeah. oh, yeah. she should know what to say. And if she wants to say it, then she needs to understand that there are consequences. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. I'm not saying this. I have no problem you yeah. know, saying saying that because she, it was stupid. She knew that it was going to cause a problem. Wasn't this like her second or third strike anyway? Where like, because you know, yeah, multiple always see hashtag fire Gino Carano ending I or whatever. I don't think she's that good of an actress. I just thought she was no. badass in that role. Well, that's and, what I was kind of alluding great. to is, is she's not really that great of an actress. It's that you know, I guess to me, it was like I knew she's a badass in real life and that really transferred onto the screen. Gotcha. So when she would punch somebody or slam somebody or it was like, man, as, to me, it was like, she's not even using a stuntman. That's Gina Carano. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Holy shit. And then, but yeah. I didn't know anything about her, the, the other stuff. You know what I mean? And I then it was like, Ming yeah. Wen get her yes. show. Uh, speaking yeah. to Ming Na Wen, she's now the, and I posted this to our, our group chat. Only. She, she's like the EGOT now of Disney, right? <laughs> she's been a, she's been a Disney princess, a uh, Marvel hero and a Star Wars character. So she's pulled the trifecta. That's pretty cool. She's got the hat trick going. Yeah, the hat trick. She's the only person to ever do it. That's awesome. Yeah, congrats to Ming Na. Yeah, what was it? It was uh, Disney Princess. She was Mulan. Hero. Yeah. And yeah, and then she was uh, Melinda May. Melinda May. Yeah, an agent of Shield, Mulan, and a a bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe. Phoenix. Yeah, and she's Boba. She's now Boba Fett's uh, right hand person. Yeah, she's kind of got like a life debt going on. Uh, you know, that was 
a that was a weird scene too. Like, what the hell? How did Boba Fett give her mechanical guts? That was, you know what I mean? That was just a weird scene in that moment. Like, I don't think anyone really talked about that. She just opens up her stomach thing and she just got like robot stomach guts. And she's like, thanks to Boba Fett here. And I'm like, dude couldn't even get his own armor back, but he could like bring people back from the dead with robot gut parts. You know what I mean? Like that part was a little strange to me. Like she didn't say he did that, but I'm sure he's got all sorts of shady connections. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. He he picked her up and then took her. Uh, he probably took her to uh, Watu is what I was thinking because they are uh, took her to Watu. He's like, hey, Boba Fett, hey! <laughs> you Mandalorians, hey! give him a little punch in the stomach. Right. I hope oh, I hope God. she gets her own show. Ming Na, I like that'd be cool if, if it was a show where she worked for for Boba, but it was really just about her, like like an X Files. Yeah, I mean, I mean that'd be like a shoot off of a shoot off at that point. I, mean, I think she's going to be pretty predominantly featured in the book of Boba Fett. I just want her to be on. I like her. Yeah. The, the ageless Ming Na when yeah. Wait. I mean to go back to the original point though. I don't think uh, it actually hinged on. Uh, like Mandalorian season three is going to be just fine without Gina Carano. Yes. Oh, it will be. It will be. Of Baby Yoda, Grogu tying up that entire group of people. Din Djarin's kind of free to do whatever he wants now. He doesn't have to fucking, in, you know, be like, I need fucking Cara Dune and Grief Karga's help. And uh, what about know. if they kill her? Well, and he goes on a revenge for her. How funny. I bet that even, I would, I'm going to assume they don't even bring her up. They just, well, you just they never see her again. They recap with flawless. That would be awesome. Flawless. Well, it's easy enough too to just give, just make um, Bo Katan, you know, the next the person who fills that screen time because I find her a more interesting actress and character anyway. Um, I would hope. I mean, I hope that's what they're going to do. And who played Bo Katan again? I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, Katie Sackoff. Sackoff. If anyone, I'd rather see her get her own show. But I think they're all just going to be, you know, they're going to. I don't think they're going to spin off of this one show too many times um ezra bridger that just came out in the news the other day speaking of uh disney princesses and princesses prince and princesses the live action guy from the live action aladdin is going to be playing ezra bridger on uh the ahsoka tana uh, spinoff series that's coming out which is pretty dope i don't know who that is i I don't know the character i just know that are you talking about ezra bridger the character ezra was on the tv the star wars show rebels Uh um which was like two or three seasons uh rebels is really um really a great watch man because it fills in a lot of holes in between um yeah totally man yeah i mean it might be a little you girls are getting older now but it's it's a little it's not as fun as clone wars you know you don't get those kind of like i don't know it's kind of a serious show i think as far as like the the canon goes but there is the the main character is a younger person so i think like a late teens kind of person and that's the guy that just got cast so basically they're going to be bringing in ezra grand moff tarkin uh ahsoka they're in the like quote-unquote spirit world of star wars like Uh-oh. deep, deep space and like kind of the multiverse. But see, yeah, yeah, you should check it out. Yeah, Matt, if you remember, well, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about that alternate universe theory for the Star Wars sequels. Ezra Bridger is the one who reaches into like space time and saves Ahsoka Tano from being killed by Darth Vader yeah. and brings her into the world between worlds. So I don't know. Are they going with that? Uh, making it like canon? Who knows? But right. I think- well, it's canon. If it was on Rebels, it's canon. Well, 
Well, I mean, like Canon going forward with like Ahsoka and everything. Yeah, I think so. Because I think basically the reason you don't see Ahsoka on the rest of the Mandalorian, you know, helping get Grogu back to Luke and all this, because her mission is to go find Ezra because Ezra went off chasing or got kidnapped. I can't remember how it exactly. I need to rewatch it by Grand Admiral Thrawn. Right. So she knows that Ezra is basically one of the only and the youngest. uh, Technically, he is the youngest Jedi left in the universe. Um, Even though Grogu's a baby, Grogu's 50 years old. Ezra would only be 29, 30, 32 years old at this point. Uh, Younger than Luke, younger than Leia. Ray, I guess outside of Ray, he would be older than Ray. Right. Well, I'm just excited. I'm so excited about the future of Star Wars. Oh my God. And I mean, I think you're right. I think they don't have to necessarily continue with the Cara Dune storyline because, I mean, she was on her third strike and it's a, you know, kind of a private employer so that she was like, you know, if you don't stop posting shit like that, then you fucking, you know, after they kind of reprimanded her and they have their right to, to fire her but I think the Mandalorian is going towards what you were saying Jeff this is like they're gonna get more into Din Djarin and Bo-Katan kind of sparring for the Darksaber uh, they, they have Sasha Banks playing Koska Reeves and uh, you know they have a whole different sandbox of characters they can play with and storylines that they can do now that they don't have to be tethered down by Roku but don't get me wrong they're definitely gonna cross paths again because I think if you don't bring Grogu back, you lose a significant casual fan viewership, you know? Not that not not to mention, uh, and I hate to say it, but it all does boil down to that, the mighty dollar toy sales, dude. Grogu sold like crazy. You could not keep those toys on the shelves. I own four different Grogu items. You know what I mean? I, oh yeah, I have a pop, I have a pop vinyl, I have a full-size Grogu, I have an animatronic half-size Grogu. And then for my birthday this weekend, uh Jessica and Danny bought me a Lego set that is uh the gro uh the Mando with Grogu going into the Jawa or not the Jawa but the uh the Tuscan Raider village. Um, oh sweet. Yeah. I've only built Grogu, Mando and the and their um, Mitch has the child. That's nice. nice. But yeah, man, I think they'd be just no Grogu's gonna be back. He is uh people will lose their shit. I think Mitch was even understated in saying people the casual fan will be upset. I think all fans would be pissed. They they absolutely love this character. Um this is like a makeup for how bad Jar Jar was. You know what I mean? Whether he's stealing eggs or stealing cookies or... Or hearts. Crushing Regina Carano's larynx. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. That'd be funny if that's the the first scene of the next season. You just see someone from a back shot that looks like Gina Carano with the the uniform on and Grogo just choke forces her and just throws her like into a lake or something. And they're like, well, that's it. (laughs) Oh God, I don't want him to be bad. Would they do that? uh, I I saw that was just like, it was that scene where he's forced choking Cara Dune and it's just like Baby Yoda what did he know and when did he know it he does choke her in the show yeah dude there's a it's the part where they first start uh, like where they first encounter her oh I forgot and Grogu gives her a little choke yeah little Grogu is uh, don't mess with my man oh that's funny dude that scene where that's what they, that's what we can call the episode don't mess with my mando um, that scene where he's just got the two stormtroopers he just smashing them head to head back and forth inside the prison cell just like oh my god I love that so much I hated it because it's like that's that's a Sith that's a Sith move what he's doing right there oh, um, dude Grogu's gonna be bad guy well I that's I something so. I've been thinking about the whole time he's I mean because that's like the, the thing was like it. they don't want to train him because if we train him he's just gonna get more powerful and if he gets more powerful and he just decides to you know he doesn't like Jedi because they didn't protect him during Order 66 
Jason, because I think he was saved by R2. I don't think a Jedi saved him. I think R2-D2 is the one who saved him. Yeah, um, uh, he probably carries a grudge against Luke because of Anakin trying to kill him. Fucking, he probably looks at Luke and be like, the North remembers. <gasps> Holy <laughs> shit. What if you're right, Mitch? What if he's the reason the Jedi thing falls apart and he's the reason that Ben Kenobi thinks Luke is out to get him because Grogu is like crawling up to Ben Kenobi's little cot and touching his forehead while he's sleeping. You know what I mean? Stealing his Cheetos and then heading out. (laughs) Holy shit. Little Grogu. Uh, I I can't wait to see his turn when he goes heel. Oh my God. He's going to join the NWO. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I love the NWO. Oh, I did too. Oh my God. It's what single hand, not to even go on a complete tangent, but I was an insane WWF uh, as a kid. Had the wrestling rink and the wrestlers. My dad took me to see Andre Giant versus Hulk Hogan at Market Square Arena in Indianapolis. I've seen freaking Coco Beware and and the Ultimate Warrior and you know all those dudes. I'm so into it. JYD dude, uh, you know uh, Big John Stud. I met. I saw Uh, Big John Stud. I I got into an ambulance with him. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa! You didn't say a you didn't say a lift. You didn't say I got into an Uber with him. You were just like I caught an ambulance ride with that dude. No, he, we um, it was at the Queen's Fair in Flushing Meadows Park, and uh, I was there with a, an ambulance corps that I was volunteering, and he was getting escorted. He was there for something. It was a fair, and uh, an ambulance. They needed a big vehicle, and that's what they had available at the place. So they they transported him, and I was in the vehicle while they were doing it. It was cool. Oh, okay. You told me that. he's so big that he had to. Yeah, but I saw some guy's head get split open that day. That was crazy. Was he a wrestler? Was this just like at the farmers? market the guy no this was just at like a um like a big fair a big festival in queens that would happen where where men in black you know the big globe and those towers that's in flushing meadows park nice only one way off this planet baby and that's through me going back to nwo i just remember not being into wrestling at all and i was in college and i was running a bar and all the kitchen dudes were and i got into wcw for a little bit and you know and they were that's what it was they were into wcw and they're like nwo we're having parties you got to come and i would go to their house it was like watching a ufc fight but they were in they were just renting wrestling and i was like all right i'll come over and i got so back into it dude oh my god when hulk hogan became what was he hollywood hogan hollywood hogan hollywood hogan oh, john nash kevin dude, nash, kevin nash. Kevin nash. Kevin nash. Kevin nash. dude scott, scott steiner oh my god sting came back it's was like it was, the crow scott steiner one of them with his well there were the steiner hair. brothers were early wcw scott and rick oh but one of them turned scotty i think it was blonde oh it was yeah he was the he was the steroided out blonde. Steroided out blonde. Yeah. yeah, Rick. Rick was the one that wore the uh, actual wrestling headgear back uh, in the day. Yeah, you remember that? Oh yeah. my god, I love wrestling. I just I don't. I can't get into it anymore. What's that, Mitch? I said I wanted chainmail uh, headpiece like Scott Steiner wears. Yes. Speaking of wrestling, you know what? I said I didn't watch a lot this week, but I watched the. Have you guys watched the Young Rock show on NBC? No, uh, I have not it, yet. It's great, man. Uh, the Rock. Basically, I don't know how true this is, but uh, it centers on like a fake flash forward uh, story where Randall Park, a.k.a. Jimmy Woo from uh, WandaVision, is interviewing The Rock on his potential 2034 or 2038 presidential bid. Yeah, Yeah, see, this is what I've been hearing. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, yeah. And he's like, 
like telling his backstory of like him growing up because he's like the son of multi generational wrestlers and uh, yeah. like basically they told they talk about uh, his dad Soul Man Rocky Johnson and there's like the in the first episode they have a uh, they have like they go over to this like house party where uh, it's like Junkyard Dog nice. Andre the Giant uh, the Wild Samoans and uh, Iron Sheik he's like who wants margaritas. <laughs> Wow, I'd love to be at that party. Yeah, for sure. And the show was great. Pretty funny for network. Uh, what channel on, is this? On NBC. Okay. We'll have so to basically, watch. he he came out on, he was on an interview the other day, and they've asked him about if he's going to run for president. And he said, if that's the people want, I will do it. And this was obviously after the show came out. So then he was getting asked about the show. But I totally, totally think this dude is going to announce that he's running in 2024 uh, within 24. the next year or so. I, w- I would bet 20, I think 20, he, 28 or 30. I think he's going to go in quick. I think that I think Mitch, what Mitch said is right as far as like the prediction of the show. But I really believe that he's going to be, it's going to be this like strike now while the iron is hot. You know what I mean? 28. Yeah, dude. Know how sweet it would be to if the rock fucking hit the rock bottom on Mitch McConnell through a folding table. Oh, would- yeah, dude. Well, here's the thing because uh, he's Trump. I don't think, okay, there's gonna be two things. Trump's gonna either run again in four years because he's not gonna be in prison, but he's probably gonna be in prison. He's not gonna be running. But the Republican Party has they're just scrambling for they don't even know who they are right now. And the Democrats, Biden, I don't think Biden really wants to be president again. So, okay, Matt, let's say this say Kamala runs in four years with the rock as her vice president, and then you know what I mean? I don't know. I just think. I- he's going to make I think he's going to try to get in quicker than people really think Kamala is going to have to run for re-election I think the so next- you're saying Biden yeah. runs again no yeah I, I'm not saying anything I'm just saying that uh <laughs> I feel like she'll she'll be president, like Gerald Ford almost. I felt right. like his presidency yeah. was going to be a not Gerald Ford. Yeah, no, no, a, Lyndon, like a, Lyndon a stopgap, a Lyndon right. Johnson administration is what I'm expecting. And and this was my prediction uh, a while ago is that they'll come in and he'll want his legacy to be some kind of civil rights act because <laughs> Who, the Rock, you know, no, uh, uh, Biden. Oh, okay, and, and I think at some point in the next few years, Biden's gonna something's gonna happen, and that's not a veiled threat or anything because I'd be silly. Just well, think that he's, he's fucking, his mental faculties are on the downslope. I also feel like there are a lot of crazy people out there and there's a lot of just stuff where people are so polarized and, and angry for, for no real reason and they're going to go out and do something rash and the guy's really old and he has a stressful job um, and he meets a lot of people. Like It's just, there's a lot of vitriol out there and I'm going to say it comes more from the conservative side and I don't care who's listening because it's fucking true, but that's besides the point. The point is I we're going to lose our, our thousands of conservative listeners <laughs> even if we did no you know it's like i don't care i mean granted i'm not getting paid disney money i'd shut i up think we I, I, was gonna say, I think we lost our conservative <laughs> listeners when we uh lost uh, my camics geeks geek fuel um sponsorship oh, remember those days <laughs> and i love mike he's a good, i actually love my camic that's what I'm, a little shout out to my camic oh, i like mike for get, getting us a sponsorship we i was talking about that we were actually talking about that the other day 
today, Jessica and I were when we were sponsored podcast by Geek Fuel. Yeah, that was awesome. I think they sent us one unboxing. We had one unboxing event, maybe two. Yeah, we, we did. We did a few. Sponsored was fun. For a, a mutiny transmission, unless we are, you know, we just run that bumper for shits and giggles. Are we still using that? Yeah, I put it on every episode. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I can't even think of that. I was gonna. There was a old phrase I was going to use. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, so we need to update that. Anyhow. Well, I mean. Uh, now sponsored by the Comedy Fort, everybody. Yeah. Uh, podcast Geeks. Well, oh, yeah. he's, like, he's a Republican for sure. Who, The Rock? Yeah. Oh. The Rock, you're saying? Yeah. That's Cam, okay. That, I, don't, I don't mind that. I'll vote for, I'd vote for old Schwartzy too. No, that's what I, well, he can't run because he wasn't born in the United right, States. Right, he wasn't born in the United States. He's a well, hell of a governor, though. Yeah, uh, but I would just say, like, it wouldn't be a Kamala Harris, The Rock ticket. Wait, do you know that for sure? I mean, or no, if you're just saying not. that because he's got a shitload of money. He's got a shitload of money, bro. Um, right. He's fiscally conservative. If uh, you catch me drift, uh, yeah. But so is so is Bruce Springsteen. But, but he's, Mitch, you know, the point here though is that uh, you're saying that he's yeah. a Republican and Kamala Harris is a Democrat. But they could easily come across the aisle in in those political ideologies and yeah. and work it out like it used to be done because they have the common interest of the people in mind. But that Rock, party right now does not. The Rock is the people's champion. He's the, the most- people's champion. This is true. Hey, I smell what The Rock was cooking for a long time. Oh, man. I hope it's called stimulus packages. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can you smell that check? The Rock is signing. <laughs> yes. All right. So no, else? I'm working full time, so I'm actually. What are we going to talk about? Uh, Wanda. Uh, well, we haven't gotten into the big meat. The big meat is WandaVision. So we haven't. We have how many episodes left? One, two. What are you talking about? This is episode. Oh, 202 this guy's the no 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 <laughs> of wandavision oh, i don't know how many is it 10 it's it's nine but there's rumors about a secret 10th episode to fill the gap between wandavision and uh Alton. when does dr strange come out 2022 all right never mind then i thought uh, they would bring him into the show i saw <laughs> a thing that said that episode seven eight and WandaVision were each going to be an hour long and I was excited for that but then I logged on to watch it last week and I saw that that was a fucking lie um, well 15 wow. minutes of it is freaking credits that shit drives me crazy I get so excited how well good the episode is and I'll hit the like the I'll tap my phone and it'll be like oh there's 11 minutes left and I was like oh we got some shit and then it'll be three minutes and the show's over and it's eight minutes of freaking credits all right so let's ask let's ask questions here so the, the after the credits the hey. extra scene um Okay. Into Evan Peters. Now, my question though to you first, let me ask my question is, is that Pietro created by Agatha or 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 Wanda? And yes, uh, I, he, I have answers. Is it reality now? I have answers. Who's that messing up everything? It was Agatha. Oh. She's so great. The weirdest thing, I have a couple things to say. The weirdest thing about that actress, what's her name again? Uh, Catherine Hahn. Is that what you said? Yeah, she could be Cara Dune. Is that every single person on online was just like oh my god Catherine Hahn has been my favorite actress forever she's my favorite and even like dudes I mean, it doesn't even matter across the whole board men women gay straight like they're like oh Catherine Hahn is the greatest ever I've never seen I didn't know who she was never seen her in a show before like I, I felt so dumb like in like not in tune with the times because like I, I'd never seen her before I mean she's she's wonderful she's like absolutely fucking awesome um, but I just thought it was so funny like the whole world knew she, like she was and I was just completely clueless I don't know if I do yeah, yeah. she was like the 
very overtly like sexually forward uh, wife of Adam Scott's character in Step Brothers that's trying to get with John C. Riley. Oh, I remember. That was her? Yeah, that was her. She's like... A wife. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's Adam Scott's wife who's trying to uh, hook herself up. inside of him. And then he yeah. goes, he goes, oh, something's happening. <laughs> And I don't remember that. I love that to... movie. That That's movie weird. Is so funny. Yeah, I guess he's in a lot of this different series and shows and movies and serious movies and like she can do a wide range of characters and um, obviously genres and decades and but uh, oh man, the other thing I was going to say about Pietro. Okay, yes. couple things. Okay. So people have been asking why is this the first episode to have a mid credit scene? Why indeed, Jeffrey? Well, from what I read today online is because it, the specifically is because they mention at the time in that episode they say what's going the one guy the general or whatever he is says what's going on with the broadcast and they're like oh it stopped because she's no longer even though she did a she was consciously in um what show which they were they mimicking this week uh, modern family they were doing modern family but they were saying the reason there's a mid-credit scene is because they've moved away from television and she's into early 2000s superhero shows so she's catching back up with herself so eventually she's going to move from the tv into modern Marvel. It's, it's oh. this weird thing about that's why there's a mid credit scene now is because that's where she is. So she's technically in her mind in like 2010 or 2009, whenever the, the you know what I mean? It's, it's a weird thing about whenever Marvel started doing the mid credit scene, that's where she is mentally. So you did it right um, off in 20, 2008 with Iron Man. Yeah, with Iron Man. So that's where they were in this episode at the end of the episode. So she's, she's somewhere in that 2008, she's on Modern Family. And then in the end, they add it. She adds a mid credit scene because that's what would be going on in movies or popular entertainment at the time. Um, you know who the other thing I learned? She was the other thing. Doc Ock in the Spider Verse. What? I yeah. didn't know that. The Miles Morales. <laughs> yeah. So Timmy Lasley, aka Doc Ock. All right. Catherine Hahn. Anyway. The, the, so yeah, the, the other thing about Pietro, when she asked, they say there's. Was, I don't think it was in this episode. I think it was one before. So what is the movie that Pietro? Both Pietros were in together. Was it Super? bad or badass or kick-ass or kick-ass. So kick-ass. They ask her, there, someone says, someone asked the Scarlet Witch about why he looks that way or there's something asked her and she said, oh, that's pretty kick-ass or something. So what I think is that movie exists in the Marvel Universe and somehow uh, the the witch, uh, whatever, want, not Wanda, um, Agatha. Agatha, knew that, I'm trying, I don't know how to phrase this, that, that Wanda really liked that movie and thought that Pietro played the X-Men Pietro was cute or something and the other guy looked like her brother because her brother played the other guy. So I don't think it has anything to do with the X-Men universe. I think it has something to do with the movie Kick-Ass that Wanda had seen the movie or had seen a movie with the guy that looks like her brother and this guy and and she was just a fan of it because she says Kick-Ass and she turns her head like sideways like a dog like and she like is questioning why she's saying that word and why she knows his face. It's really strange. Mm. Too far of a stretch? Way, yeah. I think it's way too far for me. But I don't know because that's uh, that's Image Comics. I don't know if Image and Marvel uh, play too well together. Well, it wouldn't be that they. It'd be that that was a comic book. I guess I don't know or a movie. I don't know. It's so strange. I know it is weird because he wouldn't be the actor, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to answer it. I mean, uh-huh. the biggest theory online is that Pietro is actually a Mephisto. Yeah, I've, I've been through those. I don't know. I feel like they're this. This could be a really 
good way for them to introduce X-Men characters, just boom, right into the world. Yeah, but okay, so can I ask this? Because I don't remember, and I'm pretty sure I'm right, but Pietro in the X-Men universe, there is no Wanda, right? I mean, they show her one time as a baby, like in a quick clip in one of the movies, I know. But it's never brought up that he has a sister or... I just watched it, uh, Days of Future Past, when Magneto's like fucking everything up and he's got the stadium surrounded the White House and he's about to kill Nixon or whatever. And he's just like, you should be afraid of us or whatever, instead of the other way around. Basically, he's, uh, you know, he's giving, he's monologuing and they show a quick cut to Pietro watching the broadcast and he's his sister is like sitting in his lap and yeah they're just like watching tv and they're real little right yeah uh she's real little but it's like that you know it's not really explicitly said that it's wanda because if if you know they're twins then she would be the same age as evan peters right Mm, that's true that's true i don't know but i think that's the only like they never call her by name or anything like that but she said the the i mean you know i think there's a lot of uh websites out there that are trying to just get their clicks and they have their theories and all this yeah stuff. that's what they're uh, supposed to do i think she knows that it's not her brother though the way she blasted him when she when he's like it's not like your dead husband can die twice yeah. and and she just was just like she knows it's not him like she completely knows it's not him i don't think she understands why it doesn't look like him um yeah, but wait a minute is she confused because it looks it doesn't look like him or because he's a lot because uh when when cat dennings at one point you know she goes she recast him she recast him yeah that could be like just their way of saying all right this is how we're dealing with the pietro problem we're just recasting no i just remember her saying she doesn't know why he's there and then when they show the munster style clip of agatha yeah they show his back glowing purple so he's there because agatha put him there not because wanda put him there i could be wrong mitch you is that right or you um i've watched agatha all along the credits on youtube like a million times this week but yeah she, she like and like she you know she does her little witch hands and uh when he like it's a different perspective of you know it's from outside the house when she opens up and sees pietro and like he's definitely glowing with that purple energy that's like you know because wanda's got the red witch energy and uh, yeah and hers is purple yeah someone online said that the you know the hair is the clue for pietro because he's got the two hairs that go up and so he's not really a human he is just the rabbit turned into a person ah well here's the other thing in the x-men movies it was pretty explicitly said that if pietro was to take you on a run with him he would have to hold your head because you could get whiplash and he grabs both of the kids now they may not be real so maybe this doesn't apply to them and the other one is a speedster so it definitely probably doesn't apply to him but he runs the kids around the neighborhood during the halloween thing like it's nothing you know what i mean he doesn't grab both of their heads and then run them through in risking breaking their neck someone online also pointed that out that the power is different yeah the uh i don't know it's kind of weird because you know once they you know when wanda's in the house and she's trying to go into the basement or she does go into the basement rather toward the end spoilers if you haven't watched wandavision episode seven but there's no traces of the kids so i wonder if they were just uh kind of like not real they, yeah they were uh apparitions or what i don't know what the word is for that uh um, well they would they would be i would say figments figments of her imagination of her literally her ultra powerful imagination she can just create children but i think they would only exist in the bubble i bet billy and tommy or whatever names are couldn't walk out of that construct they're kind of like in that way like who vision vision yeah 
what if they're just other so many other kids that actually live there and she just well they just changed ages that one day remember and she asked them not to do it and they still did they jumped ahead in age um all right so real quick i just watched the agatha all along video and the purple on pietro is the same as it is for the other people that she's controlling yes that's what i'm saying so but, a, but that doesn't mean that she created him that just means she's controlling him at that time so right. I okay don't know. I, I don't know i, I I'm, I'm hopeful that's what it is and, and i want to believe i want to believe that they're going to bring him in and this is how they introduce the x-men because it would but be this great. is that is the moment where he's introduced to the show is at that okay. when someone like mitch said when the door opens on the other side got to you know what i mean i do so yeah, agatha gets to him before uh, wanda even gets to see him right which could be that she brought him that, yeah that's very true but she didn't call i mean she knew it was her brother though that's the thing she didn't see this guy's face and say who the hell are you that's right yeah. that's right so uh, fucking weird i gotta say that i really liked um the like side story of vision and darcy <laughs> it was so good yeah, <laughs> trying to get to the the house and whatnot that and could was, be a, you know, a funny buddy buddy show yeah for sure and she's like catching him up on you know how he really died and, and how he was brought back and i thought it was interesting that they didn't say the word thanos but they were just like yeah the bad guy killed you yeah they could have said it though right well the buddy the buddy show is coming matt by the way with her it's gonna be her is his name jimmy Wu? am i, am I correct yeah. yeah yeah they're gonna get their basically their own x-files type show that's like you know 70 percent serious 30 percent comedy um i heard i definitely heard that's coming yeah i might watch that i mean i i would enjoy it i think but it's i don't know what what would compel me to watch it over a lot of all the other stuff that's out there that i want to watch well if it's canon I have to watch it. That's you know funny. what I mean? It's just, if it's, I can't go see Captain Marvel three and then be like, Oh, you didn't watch the Jimmy Woo <laughs> show that was on for a season on Hulu. He, like, becomes, it's the like, new, ah, shit. he becomes the new Colson. Like he sacrifices it oh, God. to save yeah. somebody. And he's the rallying cry for the, the next, uh, whatever group that saves Marvel, the East yeah. mm. Coast Avengers. I, don't know. I thought it was a really cool detail that he learned the card trick that he was trying to learn in, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's right. That's right. Close up magic that Paul Rudd was trying, you know, uh, Scott Lang was. It's all connected, man. Was he in that yeah. show? What? Agent uh, uh, Jimmy Wu, whatever. Yeah, no, he's he, on Ant Man. He's in Ant Man and the Wasp, and he's like basically Scott's probation officer. That's right. I remember that. Okay. And Paul Rudd's doing the close up magic because he's, you know, he's been on house arrest for X number of months or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So he, he flicks the card up at him. And then later in the movie, Jimmy Wu's like, You teach me how to do that card trick or whatever? Or like, How did you do that? So that's why when he was when he like first is introduced, I think in episode three or whatever, uh, he flicks his card up seemingly from out of nowhere. And it's just like he learned the fucking trick. He learned the trick. Yeah, that's awesome. See, that's it's things like that that are written into these shows that make fans, you know, like attentive fans appreciative. Right. Well, that was I think that was my favorite thing about going back and watching the movies, not in release order, but chronologically time wise, is that you're 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 watching movies that you're not watching them as they come out and they're kind of writing it as they go along. You're seeing movies that come out, you know, 10 to 12 years after such movie and the nods are there. So I think my favorite little tiny one is you watch, if you do it chronologically, you watch Captain America first, you know, the first Avenger, and then you watch Captain Marvel. And there's that scene where Captain Marvel goes into the bar and it's the same bar, I believe, that's in Captain America. Is there something connected where that there's definitely pictures on the wall of 
the ship that Captain America goes down in. Mm. And no, 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 it's not the ship that he goes down in. There's pictures of him and and something on the wall. And it's so cool because you're coming out of Captain America, you know, and then you're jumping into the 90s and seeing but Captain Marvel, but then you're still seeing a hint from the movie you just watched. And they place it there so perfectly. And um, I, I don't know, the chronological is the way to go to me. Yeah, it would stand to reason that that would be the, I mean, they're so well detail oriented that you can definitely do that. It's like the machete order. Right. Well, it gives you also enough time where, you know, you see Captain Marvel in part in your the second movie you're watching and then you don't see her again until, you know, you get back into Endgame. And it, it gives you that that time of set of, instead of watching it in order of where you watch Captain Marvel and then Endgame or uh, Infinity Door, I don't remember which one, and then she just appears in the room, right? You actually feel, you feel that amount of time when you watch all the other movies in between. And then particularly you get some Guardians of the Galaxy in between. You get to see what the Creed look like and the ships. And then when she flies through there, you know, you kind of remember her flying through their ships and how this, you know, that particular character was scared of her. I don't know. It just puts it in a whole different perspective. Speaking, did you see that? I think it's either Infinity War or Endgame deleted scene where they're talking about the Chitari invasion on New York from the, the first Avengers movie. And they're telling it to the Guardians of the Galaxy and Rocket Raccoons is like, the Chitari, they're like the suckiest uh, army in the entire universe. How'd you have trouble with them? <laughs> That's who needs a show, dude. I would watch a Rocket Raccoon, uh, Han Solo type adventure, <laughs> Netflix or whatever. Like, you know, even if it was a five episode limited thing. Oh my God, the adventures of Rocket Raccoon. Isn't that what's going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? <laughs> we like, go back to celebrate some sort of thing, kind of like... <laughs> Like the like or yeah, like the Wookies go back to Kashik or Kashik, or is it? Oh, not Kashik, but um, whatever. Kashik is that where the Wookies live? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guardians have a new movie coming out, don't they? Yeah, yeah, it's down there. It's in the pipeline. I mean, behind everything else, James Gunn still is. I mean, he's finishing up uh, Suicide Squad two right now, still. So yeah, and he's also doing that Peacemaker TV show starring John Cena for HBO Max, which is a spinoff. Ooh, um, let's, can we let's talk about this for a minute what do you guys think about that kind of trend that um hbo and warner brothers seem to be doing where we have suicides 2 coming out suicide squad 2 and then you're gonna have a spinoff show immediately following it with uh john cena's character and then we're gonna get the batman and then on hbo max will be the spinoff it's not called gotham obviously but it's basically kind of a revamp of gotham um gotham pd what are they even calling it i can't remember exactly what they're calling it but. gcpd or something like that. it's something like that hey man if they can somehow do some world building i'm all for it you know it's not like i want dc to fail but sometimes they just make the most fucking absurd decisions yeah. I, I'm, I feel i'm kind of glad that they're sticking with their guns though because I, I felt like they were going to totally dump you know batfleck and momoa and what is it just the new wonder woman and everyone uh after that kind of the first round but it feels like they're sticking to their guns and they're going to keep with these actors and act you know for a couple sequels maybe building into the next thing trying to build a multiverse if that's what DC calls it. I know they both have one. I don't know if they both refer to it as the multiverse or not, but I'm just kind of proud of them for not like just jumping ship and all these actors. Cause I think it's not their fault and it feels kind of shitty. Cause I think they all did individually a good job within their characters. Yeah. I mean, 
one Justice I, League characters? Yeah, I mean, I think Gal Gadot get a hell of a job. You guys have always been big fans of Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought Jason Momoa. No, I agree. I, I, I mean, I it wasn't my it wasn't fun. my Aquaman. You know, yeah. I don't have uh, not to, to say that I have an Aquaman, but you know, he didn't look like Arthur Curry to me. But I think he did a hell of a job. Um, Affleck, you and Phantoms, yo. Well, and they're all coming back. That's the good thing. I mean, Jesus Christ, uh, they brought Thirty Seconds to Mars. What's his name? Jared Leto. Jared Leto's going to be back for Zack Snyder Justice League as the Joker. He wasn't even the, in the original movie. And he was, he was, you know, someone who's kind of notoriously, you know, just kind of strange and goes back and forth. But for him to just agree to come back and do that character after they gave Joaquin Phoenix a movie, you know, um, yeah. kind of says something that maybe they're not that bad to work with. Maybe they don't, maybe they have their shit better, you know, better, together better than we think they do. I mean, I'm not really too crazy about the look of Joker where he looks like, he kind of looks like Gustick's, you know, he's like Augustus Gloop where he's got chocolate all over his face. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, it, it seems to be a dream sequence is what we're seeing. It's called the, the nightmare, whatever it's called, the nightmare sequence. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm excited to see the Snyder cut. I'm not too jazzed. I am too. I'm not too jazzed it's going to be in a 4-3 ratio so that, you know, he can put it on Vero or whatever the fuck and put it on Instagram. But, so, uh, I, I, to be ignorant, does that mean basically if you have a widescreen television, you're going to be looking at a box with the kind of like the black bars on the ends yeah rather than uh the ladder box where the black bars are at the top and the bottom of the screen it's going to be pillar box where they're on the left and the right side of the screen uh. um the reasoning behind that is zach snyder says you get more of the hero in each frame and it's like nah dude just pull back a little bit and show us the 16 by 9 widescreen gloriousness that all of our fucking tvs are now well can he do that though i mean i because it's already all shot i mean everything he's doing is basically already shot right uh, i believe i mean they gave him 70 million dollars to redo the things that he needed to redo so but it was like just but it was but i'm saying he was doing things technologically with film that was already shot yes i read a thing that said that he had to reshoot some scenes with esmera miller who i don't really and like obviously as- jared leto i mean it's and a couple other people but yeah right but i think he did his stuff with ezra miller through um zoom or skype or some shit and I was like that sounds fucking awful like why why would this a million dollar movie do we don't even like doing podcasts on Zoom they're like we're gonna shoot Justice League on Zoom <laughs> you guys ready <laughs> just like oh shit you know? okay but anyway I'm excited for it I mean a lot of people are already shitting on it online and I, and I think it goes back to the lack of content where I'm just like I don't like Joss Whedon uh, I just don't like how he directs I just I've never like I've never been a fan of Buffy you know I to me the Avengers is is at the time a wonderful thing that happened it was like oh my god this is happening we're seeing the Avengers on screen um, it's one of my least favorite movies of all the Marvel movies yeah all the it's, Russo Avengers movies kind of like blew it out of the water almost. blew it out of the water Mitch just like absolutely blew it out of the I water I loved just, his work I thought he's been great it's who really, Joss Whedon yeah it's really unfortunate that all this went down but you know such it's, a- it's funny because we talked about him a couple episodes and like right at the day after we recorded it was like breaking news just we piece of shit yeah dude we do put that we just we kind of control the vibe you know we just we're just vibing whatever the geeks are feeling it just kind of dude i don't know i think i like what what did he do that i, I just thought about something that he did that i might have liked and it just flew out of my brain i mean yeah, obviously i love the avengers i remember coming out of that movie like just like that was the greatest thing in cinema you know and i watch it now and i'm like it's pretty fucking cheesy 
You know what I mean? A lot of it is just so. Um, oh, it's pretty great. I mean, it's, it's great. Best uh, Iron Man moments where he fucking puts the nuke through the wormhole. Oh, God. Yeah. Also, but the, again, that bugged me. We were recording at this time, right? Or were we not when Avengers came out? 2012? No, that was three years before. <clears throat> oh, it was, <laughs> it was three years before. But. <laughs> All right. Are we going long? Sorry, Matt. You want to no, wrap it up? We're good. Yeah, we can, um, we can wrap it up here. I do remember at that point, Mitch, that Batman, they had just done that in the Christopher Nolan Batman movies Mm -hmm. where Batman had to carry the bomb out over the ocean. You know what I mean? And then he's like, is he going to come back? Is he isn't? So I I do remember that scene being great and emotionally like touching, but I do remember it being a little like repetitive from the Nolan Batman universe. I think they came out in the same year. They might have. It might have been like a theme that that year. I think Batman Begins was 2005 or 2006. 2005, 2006. I think Dark Knight is definitely 2008, which puts Dark Knight Rises in 2012 as well. But I'm pretty sure May 2012 is Avengers, and then July 2012 is The Dark Knight Rises. Mm, maybe it's flip flop. That was just a scene. There was some shit going on politically we had no idea about. Yeah. People were just flying bombs off into space left and right, and we were just like, let's go to the movies. Yeah, they fucking Superman Ford it, but they collected right. them and threw them into the sun. Oh, the sun. All right, yeah. guys. Well, well, yeah, uh, that was that was good. That was very insightful, actually. I, I got a lot out of that. I'm excited for the conclusion of WandaVision in a couple weeks, but... I can't I even... Wa- I'm, like, clawing it. Wait, is there, is there not an episode this week? There is. Oh, okay. I'm just saying I'm excited to see how it all unfolds. I agree with you. Are you guys going to watch the Falcon and Winter Soldier? Oh, oh God. Yeah. I was, go ahead. Well, I was working the other night, and, a, and I, I'm the only person... I work at a brewery. I'm the only person who turns the television on ever. We have one TV, and it's so hidden because it's like type of place where like people come here not to watch television but I'm like no right. I gotta know turn TV on and I think it was during like it was a big time sporting event so they about two days ago there was an extended commercial of Winter Soldier and it oh my god it blew my mind I got so excited behind the bar I was almost like dancing a little bit <laughs> just got like you gave me that complete Civil War uh, Captain America Winter Soldier vibe just like the Russo brother vibe like okay this is what we've been waiting for you know what I mean like let's get back into that shit the, Oh my God, Sean Zemo, Baron Zemo put his hood, his hat, his like whatever you call it, his his beanie on, <laughs> you know, his baklava. And yeah, then like freaking standing on a mountaintop with it and just that purple with the trench coat. And I'm like, Zemo, it was just, you're seeing Falcon throw the shield into the tree and pull it out. And dude, it just looks so like, man, back to like the stuff we've been missing, you know, that 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 pulse of Marvel where we hit those couple movies, they were just so, the Russo years, I guess you call them. Man, yeah, I mean, I was they, talking did to... they direct it or no? I'm sorry, what they, did they just produce? Did they have anything to do with uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I don't think so, but don't quote me on that, All right? Yeah, I don't know, consultants or something, but yeah, they had to be involved, I'm sure. Yeah, at least tonally. I mean, Marvel, they're really good at taking characters that I don't give a fuck about and making me care about them. I was telling Matt that I was just like, man, back in the day, I was just like, who the fuck are the Guardians of the Galaxy? And now I was like, I will die for any of the Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, <laughs> but now it's just like I two characters I really didn't, you know, care for in Wanda and Vision. And, you know, I mean, they were cool and everything, but they weren't my favorites. Now that they have their their time to shine, I guess, it's uh, it's really nice, man. I, I guess I really, I don't know. I kind of like, uh, like a, a television format for superhero stories, but this isn't really a traditional superhero story. It's I don't think you could do like a Marvel full-on present-day type I mean, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll have to see how 
how action-packed Falcon and the Winter Soldier are because I don't know what the tally is, but if it's anything like The Mandalorian, it's like a million plus an episode for Mandalorian. Probably the same for WandaVision because it's not like they skimp on effects or anything. Mm. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna look that- we'll see. They're doing a good job keeping us watching, aren't they? So Sure are. Yeah. All right, well. Uh, Sorry, guys. I was trying to, before we end, uh, I was trying to find the show. It's on the Disney Plus app. We're talking about, um, okay. we were kind of just kind of quickly going through the history of Marvel. I referred it to us on our page the other day. Well, it's, I think it's called Behind the Mask. I was just trying to look for it real quick. Mitch, what is it called? I don't know. I it's on the talking. it's on the Disney Plus app. It's called uh, Behind the Mask, or it's a, basically an hour and 15 minute documentary that Marvel put out on Disney Plus about everyone's secret identity. So uh-huh. it breaks it breaks down basically how Marvel started and how they went the course of making the person behind the mask, let's say Peter Parker's a perfect example, the reason you read the comics and the reason these movies mean so much. And it, it's such a good documentary. I was crying at the very end. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm an easy crier at a good documentary or a good movie. But at the end, it, and it takes you through the entire history of the MCU, every character and what makes them powerful and what makes their like specifically why they don't wear masks and why a lot of them are just like out there. It's a it's a great documentary. If you have Disney Plus, definitely check it out. I mean, literally tonight, if you guys have time, you, you'll you be like, oh, my God, dude, it's a, it, it takes you through the comic books. There's a lot of flashes of pages and history and cartoons and the movies. And it's really, really cool. Nice. I want to watch it. Um, I was going to say I might throw it on while I'm editing the previous episode of the podcast. But uh... dude, you totally should. You're going to be you'll I want to watch it again tonight. It was so and Stan Lee is all over it. You get to hear Stan and it's all about Stan's philosophies and they end with Excelsior and it's it's really so cool. I think we don't want to do it as something in the background. I want to like pay attention to it though. I guess. This is true because there's some there's some really deep shit too because they do get into the shows that we're watching now WandaVision and you learn about characters so they know what they're doing. Anyways, great episode. Anyway, yeah. let's wrap it up. Well, I guess that's the episode. Uh, it, it was- <laughs> we don't have to. I just no, no, he's doing um, his outro. The uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, shout out to JD Lopez and Marcelo Duran for uh, listening to our our podcast. If oh, anyone's yeah. uh, a fan, you know, tweet us at Broadcast Geeks on Twitter, Broadcast underscore Geeks on Instagram. We have a Facebook page you can like, subscribe, and follow, or you can hit us up at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. Please like and subscribe and rate us on iTunes if you would. That'll help get us views, maybe put a little fire under our ass. Maybe one day we'll have a Patreon and we can fucking have secret episodes that you have to pay for. But for right now, giving it all away for free. We have stickers uh, too we can give away for free if you want. Yeah, fucking mail us or email us your you know DM, slide into our DMs. Tell us <laughs> the self-addressed stamped envelope too. <laughs> I will lick an envelope closed and send you a fucking sticker. <laughs> we got to get an address in Pueblo, Colorado because when I grew up in Indiana, the uh, patent office had commercial in like late at nights it would scare the living shit out of me and they would be like something 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 Pueblo Colorado and oh my god as a kid I was just like I'm never going to Pueblo Colorado in my entire life I'll be driving through it tomorrow I'll be doing comedy in Pueblo next Saturday no I'm kidding
Um, but yeah, hey, uh, tell us your fucking. Uh, I guess this would be helpful if I could edit them and get them out in a timely manner. But uh, I'm working on that. Um, we're in a global pandemic. Time has no meaning anymore, man. Yeah. It's we're good. You know, write us in a fucking theory that uh, you don't know, have about Pietro on WandaVision. Uh, real quick before I go, I told Matt this, but Matt thinks it's not a good theory. But my thought was that uh, when Wanda and Vision had sex, that uh, Vision beamed the Ultron AI into her, and that's what's going on. Billy and Tommy are Ultrons. That'd be, I mean, that'd be cool. It's but... not what you said in the private message. <laughs> you didn't say it like that. That's not how you presented it to me. But I, I like that. Tiny Ultron. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I hope you get vindicated, though, Mitch. I always do. I don't think it's going <laughs> to I always do. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. Of course. On that note, we're going to say X. 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 X